Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And if you caught the laugh from Kenton there, it's because I didn't... For the next few weeks, we're going to become the Saul Nerds, as Better Call Saul is back on TV. Uh, But I apparently did not watch the entire... The entire premiere. We're off to a terrible start. Yeah, Kenton's just informed me that I only watched the first part. You tell me, Kenton, what did I do wrong here? There, it was a double episode. Last week we talked about um, where I said, "Hey, it looks like it's an hour and a half." The episode, and um, something changed over. You know how sometimes you set a you record something, or and it says an hour and a half, and then it changes before uh, before the thing happens right. based on I guess updated information. Well. That's what happened on Better Call Saul. First of all, it was um, an hour and a half. Then I went back and looked, and then it had been expanded to two hours. And then I went back and looked, and then I think it was two hours and seven minutes or something. Like it just kept changing. But my initial recording was fine. Just it just carried it forward no matter how it changed. Um, and at the beginning of the show, uh, it's it lumped the two episodes together. So it said so-and-so directed by so-and-so, so-and-so directed by so-and-so. And it, so it's considered two distinct episodes, but the credits were done as a front of show thing that encompassed both shows. Interesting. So it's a double episode directed, considered two episodes directed by two different directors, I think, and um, written by two different writers. Yeah. Or, or uh, sorry, I didn't, I shouldn't say that because I didn't, <laughs> um, I noticed that they'd encompass the two shows together, but I did not notice whether their writer was the same or different. Right. Yeah, and that's not uncommon, I think. I think really what it is is that it, it when it shows up on streaming, which is where I watched it, it shows up as episode one and episode two. And I did not make the this, I did not even see episode two. Um, so I would have, I have done because I don't have cables. I signed up for AMC Plus. Uh, to, I'm sure they had a big surge of subscribers because it's been a while. It's been a couple of years, obviously, since Saul has been out. Um, AMC has not had a lot going for it in that time. Just Walking Dead spinoffs, which they have a number of them now. They have a couple, like three or four now. Um, so I watched it on EMC Plus, and I just saw the episode there, Better Call Saul, first episode, press play, I watched the episode, and then it ended, and I walked away, and there was no, like, next episode, you know what it does, sometimes it automatically plays, and it didn't do any of that, it just kind of stopped, and, all right, fine. So I didn't know that there was a second episode on there, like, come on, EMC, damn it. So it's my own fault for not doing the research, I guess. But because we still talk about the the return of the show, we can talk about that first half of the episode. And then I promise I'll watch the rest of it and be all caught up by next week. But if you were streaming it and the show was considered one whole show, shouldn't it have given you the whole show on that one stream? Or do you think you just shut it off? Think about like... Back in the day when there was a two, where there was like a longer episode of a, of a show, right? Think about an old TV show. I think about Star Trek The Next Generation because I've been watching that. And they would have like a two-parter. Now, you're right. They would show like, or sorry, it would be a, it would be an extended episode where they would show two and two hours of the same show, and then it would say this episode written by this person, this episode written by this person, just like what you're describing, mm-hmm. right? That didn't happen at the beginning of my. So it's like they've what? separated out the credits. I'm sure. I'm almost positive. Oh, no, that can't be. All right. Well, I'll, maybe I'll go back and look. I just, I just can't believe that, um, that they would air something differently than what you would stream. I just don't believe it. Okay. Why would well, why, what's in it for them? Can you can you is it possible to check your AMC Plus? Not at the moment, but I will okay, I'm, just, I, I'm, I'm not logged curious. on. Um I'm not logged just, on to my computer right now. I just okay. have it on my my um, Yeah, then it's it's fine. I'm just curious to know whether they would they actually did that or if they um 
Well, now that I know that it was supposed to be two episodes, I'll go back and look and I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, but that being said, are you excited that the show's finally returned, Kenton? Of course. Yeah, it's one of my favorite <laughs> shows. Between, um, you know, Better Call Saul, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and a show that I've loved on HBO from the very beginning called My Brilliant Friend, which uh, had its finale the same night as the Better Call Saul premiere. Um, you know, the it, it's like a heavenly time for watching TV and uh, awaiting new shows. So Better Call Saul has been one of my favorite shows uh, ever since it started airing. And um, in many ways, I like it better than Breaking Bad. And I think that um, the wait has been so long from the last season. I mean, really, all, all we had sort of to hold us over was Bob Odenkirk kicking ass in Winnipeg on the on the film with nobody. That's all we had. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of pent up demand. I noticed um, more online conversation around the first around the premiere episode than what we would normally see. Oh, yeah, I think I think people were pretty pumped about it. And in Manitoba, people were pumped, too, because we. Once again, it was a Manitoba fest on that first episode. But I don't know if you saw all of that. So I, well, I didn't. No, I up. didn't. Um, so, again, we'll, we'll save yeah. that part of it. But uh, but that's always been the case for this show. They always do little little um, calls to nods to Manitoba. Didn't somebody have a Manitoba driver's license at some point? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. There's <laughs> always been some, it's cool. Now it's I cool. can't talk about it because I don't know. And here's the other thing. I can't remember what happened in the first half and what happened in the second half. To me, it's all one big show. Right. So well, I we be can careful. talk about, though, here's the thing. We can talk about the opening scene, which traditionally has been a black and white sh- like scene shot, usually in a Cinnabon. Yeah. We've had, uh, and it's showing Saul's life after Breaking Bad. So it's after everything happened in Breaking Bad, and he's run away, and he's hiding from the authorities. He's working in a Cinnabon. This time, though, we see a completely different opening, and in color, too, which was really interesting. It was a tribute to Citizen Kane. That's Is that what, what that, that was? was? Oh, totally. Where at the, the movie starts, Citizen Kane starts with them clearing out the mansion. Right. And what happened? And what? And uh, and Rosebud. And like a bunch of different things happened at the beginning of Citizen Kane. And I thought it played out with the exception of a furnace where things were being burned. I thought that it played out very similarly. In fact, you could probably do a comparison to, okay. uh, to the Citizen Kane scene. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't think of that. And uh, you're probably right, actually. It is meant to be a a tribute to that. Now, what I thought of was, um, now, obviously, this is Saul's house, and it's all, they're all cleaning out all the stuff. They're seizing all his assets, and, and, you know, and yeah, there's some pretty gross stuff being burned. But, um... But the, the question I had is, did we ever see this house before this? Have we ever seen Saul's home in this context? And I don't think we have, right? Post no. Breaking Bad or, or during Breaking Bad even, we didn't see him at home at all. No, we saw him at work. Um, and, his car. Driving uh, Cadillac. And, that was pretty Right. Efficient. Some places outside work for sure. But we didn't, um, what makes Better Call Saul work as a show is we didn't really have an indication of uh, of his home life or we didn't even know he was Jimmy. For that exactly. matter, exactly. So yeah, so that that's what uh, Better Call Saul has filled in for us. Now, what what shocked me about this this opening is that there's just so much crap, so many clothes, and so much material objects and and things. Like, look at how much. Think about how much money he must have had in order to be, or, or be able to buy these things. I also feel like it's not something that Jimmy McGill, the character of Jimmy McGill that we've gotten to know now for five seasons, is not doesn't feel like something his character would do is amass all this wealth and all these these items. Like I just feel like it's out of character for him. So I think that what we're going to see this season is how he becomes that character who does 
do all those things, right? Yeah, well, um, he has some degree of success for the first time in his life is what is sort of where we're at is, is um, he will be successful. He'll be successful by breaking bad. Right, <laughs> if I yeah. use the term for the other term from the other show. And um, I also think that his wife, they're now married. And I also think um, that she plays a role in that and whether she pays the ultimate price for the role she plays or whether she um, is more successful than him and that she lands on her feet. Maybe while he gets sent off uh, where she's on the run at Cinnabon, what, what, you know, <laughs> what maybe, and she, maybe she pays a worse price than him. Maybe she pays no price. We well, don't know. It's certainly, again, so we're starting to see like for, for Jimmy or now he's becoming Saul, right? So we are, yeah. she's even calling him Saul at some point. We're starting to see her get into this. Like they're getting ready in the morning and she's like suggesting things to him. She's like things, oh, Saul should do this. Better call, well, I can't remember what it was specifically, but but she's helping him build this character of Saul Goodman, right? Which is mm-hmm. interesting. She didn't seem to be that into it uh, last season, but now she seems to be okay with it. Right. Well, she was in that last episode from last season. She was that's where we saw the first glimmer of, oh, boy, like she might this might be something she's willing to do. Yeah. Um, There's a part on the premiere episode that you didn't see where where um, that is alluded to. Okay, But you haven't seen it yet. All right. How much of that is going to happen in this episode? I know. There's going to be some. But the part of the problem I have is I don't remember. So I'm not going to say anything that. uh, um that that leads to the second part but that oh, are you talking about when she takes the cat here i'll just tell you what i saw like at the very beginning he, the, here's what shocked me he takes the, the the she needs money for the cab he doesn't have any cash he goes and grabs a duffel bag full of cash out of the closet and which also has the coffee cup with a bullet hole in it right right <laughs> which, which happened last season so and she grabs that and she throws out the, the cup but that just to me symbolized like she's not that person anymore who gave him that cup she's just embracing it now and saying, you know what? It's okay. If you get, he gets duffel bags full of cash, that's okay. I'm okay with it. And that's kind of a huge character shift for her, I think. Uh, I don't know about that. No? <laughs> yeah, I think it was there all I'm along? Gonna say, I am going to say um, that that she has some misgivings early on in the, in the double episode. But I think, um, you know, nobody just goes, I'm going to be a criminal now. They right. sort of have to. They sort of have to wade into it, right? They sort of have to, uh, either by their own decision making or by uh, circumstances forcing them to uh, into that life. And I think um, the the latter part, uh, the second part of the episode, shows us that process hmm. a little bit more. Um. I was going to say now about I. I got really excited when I saw Mike. Yeah. Uh, I love Mike Ermintrout. It's probably my favorite character in the show. I just love him. Uh, and he's so good. And so we see him. Now we see the aftermath of everything that happened down in in Mexico with Lalo. Now, did you think about this actor's role in uh, in uh, Hawkeye at all? I kept thinking about he was the stepdad in uh, Hawkeye. I did. You know? it, it crossed my mind. I'll say that. But I forgot about it pretty quick. Okay. Hawkeye is know. one of my least favorite Marvel anythings ever. Yeah. Um 
And, just because it's uh, the only other thing he's been yeah. in recently, right? Um, and his role in it was a nothing role, really. Tony Dalton is his name. Tony Dalton yeah. is the name of the actor. Lalo Salamanca. So we find out that he didn't die, although everybody thinks he's dead. And um, he's kind of he's going to come back at some point. It gives him an also- advantage. What's that? Gives him a big advantage. Oh, yeah, People think sure, yeah. you're dead, and, and but you really aren't. Yeah, you have to stay hidden. That's the disadvantage. The advantage is you can surprise people. You can prey yeah. upon them without them even expecting it. And it was I loved it. I love to see what he calls Hector, calls the old man in the uh, home there, and uh, tells him that he's alive. And mm-hmm. then I love that they sit there for how long do you think they sat there spelling out the words? Oh. <laughs> this is how you have to communicate with this guy because he has this ding yeah. little bell. They yeah. sat there for like however long, waiting, like just figure out what he wanted to say. It's crazy. Yeah, but that's all. That's all you got. Right. And and um, he said to the worker, the healthcare, the home care worker. Um, he said, uh, it'll just take a minute. And I remember, and uh, it's like, it sure didn't take a minute. I'm no, sure no, she's sitting there like, oh, come on, yeah. hurry up already. Anyway, so there you go. So we, so we have that, that's all set up. And the other part of that whole storyline is, of course, um, Nacho, who's who's on the run now because he's a guy who, who put all that emotion. And it looks like Gus is going to ditch him. Gus doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Gus was the guy who put this, who who sent him down there to, to kill Lalo. Uh, but now I guess he's worried about being caught because he got a call from a guy. <laughs> uh, what else? I don't know. It's really, really interesting. I love it. I, I, I just I forgot how much I love this story until I was just drawn right back into it. Right, and it's so intense, and it just brings you in so, like so quickly, and just very well shot. Again, I would also say it just it just looks great. Just yeah. great TV overall. Yeah. It, no, and it's the what I love most about uh, the show, and also about the the these episodes in particular is it's, it's um, the masterful turning of the screw. Like the pressure is just, it's slow. It's slow. It's not, it's it's like on Breaking Bad, I remember like, are they going to find out it's him? And it's slow and it's mm-hmm. slow. And then when um, hell, all hell breaks loose, it's actually, it's even more effective because you're not, uh, because you're so used to, so like you, you just don't know when the pressure is going to lead into like a massive explosion. And I think that's where we're at in Better Call Saul. It's getting tense, more and more tense. And and also I was thinking about Better Call Saul uh, in relation, so it's a prequel in relation to like the Star Wars prequels. And I think Better Call Saul it makes the case for slow, methodical, think it through, figure out where things are, make it match, make it work. Whereas I think the prequels are more like, uh, Obi-Wan was, I don't know, somewhere between 19 and 30. <laughs> let's throw him in. <laughs> and like, let's figure it out later right. kind of thing. And I think as a result, I think that's part of the reason why Better Call Saul works so, so well as a prequel. Mm-hmm. It's like the best prequel. It's the best prequel because it's so measured. It's so well thought out. Yeah, and the, every shot matters. It's just, it's just masterful storytelling. And here's, but here's the, and you already alluded to this, but the key detail is that, you know, this, everything here is happening before Breaking Bad. So we've seen Saul. We know Saul's not going to die. We know that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. But yeah, I'm pretty sure Kim's going to die. I got to say there's got to, something's got to happen to completely make him snap. And I think she's going to buy it. I really do think she's going to die. And uh, that's going to make him completely go over to, that's going to kill Jimmy. And Saul is going to take over. And he's just going to be Saul Goodman the whole rest of the time. Potentially. But I also think there's a case to be made where Kim doesn't die. Where Kim um, does her own running or where she does her, or where she is more successful 
than Saul. She can, she outlasts Saul because she protects herself. And that might be, um, that, that's another uh, element. In the fast, in the flash forward, in the black and white flash forward scenes, um, I always think what, okay, so that to me is the most interesting part of Better Call Saul. Like where, where is he now? And we know something's happened. He's been made basically. Um, somebody has figured out that he, he is Saul. Someone at the cinema bond sort of has, has him, um, um, makes him. And then we see him sort of responding to it, but with not, not to any degree where we actually know what's happening. And I was like, what would you do? What could you do to, to stun people or to, or to like, what could you do in that, in the black and white fast forward to just make everything. And I don't know why, by the way, the mansion scene was not black and white. That's interest. That was an interesting um, choice too. But um, um, I think here, so here's what I do. Flash forward, black and white. Very ending of the show. We see that the person who um, Saul has been talking to or Jimmy has been talking to on the phone was Kim. It's Kim. She's still alive. They meet each other at the end of the show. Done. Over. Mm. We don't know what happens. Okay, that could be cool. Or we find out at the end of the show um, that um, our two main characters from Baking Bad, in fact, are alive. They're alive. And we know we know from El Camino that one of them's alive. We hear on El Camino that the, uh, you know, that... Um, that um what's his name brian cranston's character uh, walter yeah, white. Um, yeah walter white's dead we hear on the radio but we don't see him die on breaking bad we don't see him no. die we see him laying there yeah with his eyes open yeah it's possible it's possible <laughs> okay so well that's I, fair so, that's fine but here's the problem you end the show like that now you want another show. Yeah, people are going to want more. <laughs> That's right. So, so you it's a balance of those two things. I and so I'm leaning toward it's gotta um it's gotta be one or the other or or some combination of Walter White and it uh, of well, but here here's Cranston the thing though, all this Paul. is happening before Breaking Bad. So how do mm-hmm. we and we know we're going to have to get Walter and Jesse at some point this season because they've been right. like, teasing that forever. So how do they incorporate Walter and Jesse into this season without it being like really heavy handed and, and kind of obvious? Um, and it can't just be him walking down walking. Like maybe he's got the pizza. That'd be funny, actually. If they had the, remember the pizza he throws on the roof. Maybe he's got that pizza and he's walking down the street. But no, they, they should have it be something. It should be a scene. They should have lines. It should be meaningful. But how would they do that? Well, I'm hoping that it does. We had that this conversation about Obi Wan, which is also a, a sort of a prequel. Yeah. Um, sort of, kind of a sequel, kind of a prequel. It's both a prequel sequel. But what I want out of Obi Wan is for that show to surprise me in terms of showing me something that I just didn't predict or that we didn't know going into a new hope. And I think if it does that in a, in a way that makes sense, it's going to be great. And I think it's the same for better call Saul. If they show us something with Jesse and uh, Walter white, that surprises us that positions things in a whole new light. I think it could be really interesting. I think, mm-hmm. I think there could be more to it than what we think. And I also included uh, uh, how Kim fits into it all there could be some way to include her into the scenario where we start to realize uh, where, where she's ended up. Or but the, the problem is where did she made. go? Where did she go for the, the breaking bad time? Right? Like well, she's going, she's not there. 
I mean, she, I know we only see him at work, so maybe you're saying that she's around. She's just yeah. not at his office. It's totally possible. I guess so, eh? Yeah, because we don't know. We just don't know. And I'm like, sure... we only ever see Saw, and I don't. I'm not going to go yeah. back and watch Breaking Bad again right now. But no. you're right. We, I think we only ever see him at his office, or around his car, or at the with um, the lab, or whatever they built, like all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. They were never at Saul's place. We never saw Saul's personal life right. in Breaking Bad. Right. Interesting. Right, so I, I think it's quite it's it's not a done deal that yeah, she okay. ultimately dies, or, or it's not a done deal that she's alive either. That's that's and I mean I think the main reason, the main things we want to find out in this show, the most exciting and interesting things are, does what happens to Kim, what happens to Nacho, what happens to both of them. I think yeah, because those, those are the two characters that do not do, we don't see in Breaking Bad. Right, and they and the highest stakes. Um, are around those two characters. The biggest surprises are encompassed by those two. And it could be, it could be just as simple as um, Nacho going to Manitoba. That could be, that, that is in play. That could, that is very much in play that that could, um, that could be what happens there. Um, I also, I read a review of the show that made an interesting point and I don't know what the, what the review meant. So I'm going to ask you, the review said, that so there's sort of two storylines going on. There's the whole drugs, drug cartel, inner workings of drug cartel, and there's the Saul Kim storyline happening. There's Howard in, now, and they're doing something right. to Howard. Yeah, happening happening concurrently, and um, the reviewer, I think it might have been the Hollywood Reporter, but the reviewer said, and of course, there's no question that one of those storylines is more interesting than the other one. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know that to be true. Do you well, I think know? They're, they're, well, they're, I think what the writer is trying to say is that the drug store, drug storyline is more interesting. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think they're both pretty interesting. Um, I tell you, my favorite part of Better Call Saul is when he gets all lawyery. Like when he, when they come to the him, those cops come to him and say, "Where's your client?" They, they're looking for Lalo because he he took off. And when he just says, "Hey, I'm," it's not my fault that you guys can't find him. We will be in court and whatever. Like he doesn't even know what's going on. He's like, "I'll see you in six weeks." I love that whole part. I love when he does that kind of shit. He's he knows the law, man. He knows it really well. Yeah, that's um, that I love that I love. I, I mean, I personally don't find one of the more interesting. I, I probably, if I was forced to choose, I would say maybe I'm more a little more interested in what uh, what um, Jimmy Jimmy and Kim are up to, maybe than the drug lords because the the drug everybody involved in the drug trade um, sort of made their choice, right? Like right. So so whatever whatever fate comes their way, it might not be fair, but they kind of knew going in. I think with um, with uh, Jimmy and Kim that there's still there's the potential for a very big tragedy yes maybe Uh, more than one i i also think that the storyline with the drugs uh the cartel is something that continues into breaking bad we do see gus fring and like hector salamanca and that like the famous scene where he dies like that was Mm -hmm. brilliant um so we know how that ends, but we don't know how Jimmy and Kim ends because we know right. that's the story that was introduced in this show. So that to me is, yeah, I've just made up my mind. That is more interesting to me than the, uh, yeah. than the, uh, ter- than the drug cartels. I'm sorry. We've seen them, we've seen drug cartel stuff a million times over. We've never seen like the inner workings of Albuquerque law. And like, even the, the way Kim talks about doing her pro bono stuff and that she loves it. And she's having so much time, so much fun with it. That's all awesome. I love that stuff too, and I love how yeah. they uh, like he lends her a suit for her client, and and they they 
genuinely love each other right now. Like this is, and you, you're just wondering where is this going to go wrong? Cause something's going to go wrong, right? <laughs> like, they sort of love each other, but I think they love the life. Well, they do the love, love the life. Yeah. yeah. So that's true. They do love the life. This is kind of what they've been working towards. Like they, they both yeah. wanted to be lawyers doing their own thing. So they are doing that, but yeah, it's like, when is the other shoe going to drop? He says to her, it sounds like the day from hell. And she says, it was the best day of my life. Yeah. And um, I, and I also think that uh, for Jimmy, the the days from hell are the best days of his, his life too, until they aren't. Until until it's, Jimmy's until days it, of, from yeah. hell are way worse than yes. Kim's. I was so saying. far, so far. <laughs> but but still, I mean, you still don't want the kingpin from the drug trade to show up at your apartment and start quizzing you about how, how you got the money and where you went. Right. And uh, and especially with your spouse around who was not involved in that, um, that's pretty harrowing. So to make it out the other end of that and to to decide that that's yeah, OK, like that's how we'll live our lives now. <laughs> like, you know, like that's a that, that's a well, major I mean, decision. but even though uh, but he tries to give her an out too, like he yeah. he didn't want to do that. Whatever they're try, trying to do with Howard, get back at Howard or whatever. Mm-hmm. He didn't really want to do it. He's like, oh, maybe we don't need to do that. Yeah. And and she does. She really wants to do it. So he's like, OK, fine, we'll we'll, we'll yeah. do this stuff together. And he just sees it as a way to help her to make her happy. But. Right. Yeah, it's good. It's so good. It's really interesting. And I love the characters. Like, just every single character in the show is so well done. Um, everybody's awesome. Like, there's well, just no... Why do you think that uh, they're so intent on getting back Howard? Who cares? Like, why yeah, are they... Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why like, that is. I can't what... remember what he did. <laughs> what did he do? Well, I mean, Howard, it, Howard is a predictable person based on his station in life and based on his career and things like that and i think he represents like the respectable side of what saul is and so um you know jimmy and i'm of course his, the relationship with jimmy's brother at the same time so there's a lot embroiled that was there. That, i love that storyline and, and yeah oh me too it was so good like oh, i kind of missed yeah. those days I better do, call yeah. Saul. You know, I keep I, I keep thinking of uh, uh, are we going to get a flashback, bring them in one more time in the final season or something, mm-hmm. because it almost seems like um, and once again, I'm 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 not talking about specifics on the show because I don't remember when the hell okay. this stuff happened. But but their hatred, their hatred for Howard is something that um, like p- to me points to something other than just a desire to get revenge and almost like a rejection of of um what a lawyer is <laughs> or what that version yeah. of a lawyer is or what he yes, represents yes. like the law firm i don't yeah. know there's all, there's something else that we're gonna find out i guess what yeah. what their what her motivations are uh for doing that but I, I think right now it's just a bit of a comedy comic relief like the whole bit where he goes in there and plants the drugs in his locker and yeah. that's funny it's fun to see him sneaking around and stuff but i don't know again i don't care about that as much as i care about jimmy and kim and then the cartels or the yeah. second howard is a distant third yeah, and it, that's true. And I think it almost seems I feel bad for Howard at this point because it seems cruel. It he seems like play golf. It's like you all, play golf. He already sent the hookers to his table in the restaurant. He's already humiliated them. He smashed his window. Like, you know, he he's humiliated them a few times. It's like, no, that's not enough. That's <laughs> not enough. He needs more humiliation. <laughs> that's right. And and Howard's just and and at the very least, you can count on Howard to play it straight. Like you're going to, you can have a conversation with him and he's not shifty or he's not going to lie. He's going to like ask, he's going to sort of, 
sort of try to play fair with you. And so them trying just hell bent on humiliating him. And I, and I, and I think they'll be successful at it. I think they'll be, I think we'll see Howard being led away and locked up somewhere. But does something. he deserve that? Like, what did he no, ultimately I don't, do? Well, I don't think, other than being an asshole and being like a, yeah. and then trying to get you know money money for the the firm or whatever the hell that right. is. Like, I don't really remember anything specifically that he was. I don't know. I, I mean, he was just uh, a lawyerly asshole who was in with Jimmy's brother, right? And um, you know, there was lots of. You know, there's water under the bridge there that we've seen. There's the sandpiper stuff. There was yeah, all kinds yeah. of stuff with that too. I don't know. It's weird. It is a weird little thing. It seems that uh, maybe it'll pay off somewhere down the line. Now, um, uh, one thing I did want to uh, mention is that you and you talked about this before. In that they're releasing like, how are they releasing these episodes? They're doing like a part two, part one, part two, or how is that going to happen? I think first six episodes or something are six or eight. I hope it's eight, but probably six. I think. They're running them as a group and then there's a break and then they run the rest, I think, in July. I think I think uh, so it's this year, but there's a break between them. Okay, interesting. Are you are you looking it up? I'm looking it up. Yeah, I'm just trying to see here. Yeah, 13 episodes. Um, So six is more likely. So. Yeah, first two episodes will be released as a double bill on Monday. I wish I'd read this before I yes. watched it. Uh, titles have not been announced for the rest of the episodes. Uh, first part consists of seven episodes, second part presenting the final six. So it's going to hmm. be seven first and then six. And then, yeah, coming back in July. You're right. So interesting that they're doing it that way. I mean, this is, I mean, it's not unusual for AMC to do that. They did that with uh, Mad Men, didn't they? But it was actually Mad Men. They took a year between the two halves, which was awful. So it's not yeah. that bad. Yeah. I uh, know. It could be way worse when they, sometimes then they split them into half. I mean, here's the other thing Bob Odenkirk had a heart attack on set, and things could have been, we might never have gotten any of this. Right. And the fact, it's always a, a great thing when the actors, um, are around to 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 uh, to be in the show, and that's always the danger of drawing it out too long. Is that some people become unavailable for one reason or another, and for death being one of them. So it's kind of um, I'm glad I'm glad that we're getting this, that they've shot this, um, and uh, I can't wait. I'm I'm very excited to sort of see this play out. I remember with Breaking Bad, it was like the slow burn, the slow burn. Like when are they going to catch him? When are they going to catch him? And then you get the scene with uh, his brother-in-law in the toilet and he figures it out and he's mm-hmm. like, okay. And then, and then the next season starts and it's just bang, like you're right into it. It's all on the, all the cards are on the table. Everybody knows what's happening. And it's a race to see like who's going to end up where. Mm-hmm. And I sort of have the feeling like that's where this is going slowly, yeah. slowly, slowly. And then the neck, the second half of this is just going to be pow. Yeah. Go, go, well, I'm just go, wondering go. if they're going to do the first half is going to be all like still kind of flashbacks. And the second half is going to bring us to the present with Cinnabon and, and all that oh. stuff. I right? would love Maybe it so much if we had a whole episode or half a season in black and white. Well, here I th- see. I think the reason they went for it started in black and white. That shot starts in black and white and then turns Does to it? color. The first shot. Yeah. And Did it's it really? Yeah. Yeah, go back and watch it. It's it starts black and white, oh just like God. everything else, and it turns to color. Um, and it's because the ties or something yeah. like you recognize the ties and the clothes 
they're very good at, at making sure it was stuff that he'd actually worn in the show because it was all stuff you definitely would recognize. And I think that's why they made it color. So you can see the color of all the stuff that he has and it just makes it more um, meaningful. And um, so I think that, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to see that in color. And I, think, I do think we have to get at least a full episode of something uh, wrapping up that part of the show because that has also yeah. been a part of it. Like you said, it's been your favorite part of the show, just watching these little five-minute pieces at the beginning of even every season. Like, it's not even that much content when you think about it, these little scenes. But that's really what we care about is how what happens to Saul in the end. That's what we need to know. Yeah. And, and that's, oh, man, that's going to be the big the big thing at the end. Yeah, very much so. Like, um, well, and I, it's interesting. I think... I didn't notice the black and white to color transition. Um, there might be a little more black and white in the uh, first two episodes, but you haven't seen it yet. So I'm just going to keep my trap shut. Um, but I, I, I would love it. I'd love it if they, if they did gave us um, a, 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 ooh, uh, like a whole half season in black and white. Oh, oh, like say it ain't so like, that'd be well, so exciting. Does, it, can it just be in color and still happen in the Cinnabon? Like, does it have to be in black and white? Well, so far it has been. I know, so but that's I'm just, a, I think it's just so yeah. people don't get confused. Because <laughs> we frequently right. get confused, Kenton, when it comes to flashbacks. And it happens quite often in this in this podcast. We talk about things like, was that this time or that time? And I think the black and white is just a really easy way to let people know this is a flashback. Yeah, but it's good. It's an effective way. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. yeah, no, it is. And maybe, maybe what happens is when we catch up, um, it becomes color. Yes. Maybe that's Maybe that was the first... Uh, Sort of um, hint that that's yeah. what we're that we're that's what we're in for. Yeah, just like Wizard but, of Oz. Uh, but hey, and who knows? Like Walt and Jesse are in play, and who knows what could happen there? See, I don't know that Walt and Jesse are in play because I don't know that they've met yet in this timeline. Like Jesse might still be in high school. Walter might be his teacher. <laughs> that, that we might see that. That might be the scene we see mm-hmm. is that Jesse in his high school. Unlikely. Like how, how how far before Breaking Bad is this? I think we're within a year at least. Yeah. Um, if not sooner, like we're pretty close to the beginning of Breaking Bad here. So I'm just you know. Well, we know that they were building the uh, underground, the underground bunker where they yes, that's right. Yep. Where they did the cooking. So, Started doing that. Uh, yeah. That's um that's a big signal. About oh, to, yeah. about where we're at, because um, that I mean clearly that was operating before Walt and Jesse ever saw it, right? But so we're somewhere we're we're definitely close to that happening. Cool. So hard to say. Like part, it would be fun if time permitted to watch along the Breaking Bad timeline and figure out where we are, because I think the show has been very careful about doing that and tracking yeah. it and figuring it out. And actually, the first time um, I saw the there's a scene in the first episode where you're looking down on a house with the body bags. And in the trailer, I thought that was Walter White's house in the trailer. And I was like, oh, we're going to Walter White's house. But no, we didn't go there. It was like it was not that it was uh, where the big fight went down, of course, mm-hmm. um, at the end of last season. But I'm I, you know. We're, I think we're starting to get to the point where we're going to start to see things like that. Yeah. Where we'll get some indication that if we don't see, even if we don't see them, we'll get an indication that they're floating around. The blue meth will be a big thing. Yes. Well, yes. The, right. Um, we'll start to see that. Yeah. I'm sure they'll have conversations and, yeah. and, and Gus is going to take notice of that. Yeah. And, and we might even see that guy who they had running the, who's it running the lab before they brought in Walter. He's kind of creepy. 
Yeah. Um, I don't remember his name, but he was kind of this creepy guy that uh, that Jesse had to kill, I think. Jesse ended up having to kill him, I think. I don't remember. Oh, well, now, I, the, now I want to watch that show again. There's the scene where Gus walks into the lab and kills the guy. Yeah, I think that's... I but, uh, like, <laughs> I know, I've been thinking too much about Saul and not as not as much about Breaking Bad. Oh, how about Jesse Plemons? He has not... Uh, he has not materialized. No. Jesse Plemons, who is in El Camino, he who doesn't look anything like what he used to look like yeah. when he was on the show. He's harder to cast because of that, because of a because he's enjoyed the good life for a while. Let's just well, say, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's funny, and he's actually done quite a bit more work, and people know who he is now, which is kind of funny. Uh, it, it, yes. Oh, he's well known now. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. And then yeah. maybe we'll get some. Uh, maybe Bill Burr will be in there as well. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a few, there's there's all kinds of people floating around who are in Breaking Bad. So, <laughs> Bill Burr's character from uh, from the Mandalorian will show up in in in. Uh... <laughs> oh, anyway, just joking. Anyway. They're so careful about the way they integrate it into the show that it feels it's good. Like you kind of know you're in safe hands. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about it. Although though though although I'll say it again, the only place that I think there's ever been a misstep on Better Call Saul is in the finales. Where each time the finale has kind of been like, meh, like even mm. from season one, <laughs> like even season one, where it's like, I'll show them. It was almost like, it was almost like, a, I'll show them. I'll become Saul Goodman. Like they almost right, pushed right. it too far because yeah. I guess they weren't sure how long the show was going to last. Right. Um, yeah. And so it kind of looked like maybe, and they set it up that where they could do that, I guess, if it looked like the show was about to end. So there's a few, there, there's been a few like that. And I even thought that the last season finale, although I'm very happy to see all these characters again, but I thought the last season finale was a little, um, it pushed the boundaries of belief. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like we, you're going to have this, you're going to have this team and what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Seal team six gets in there. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. That was a bit much. Uh, but whatever, it's it's still interesting, still entertaining, and uh, I'm interested to see what Lalo does. That is a great yeah. villain. I, I think he's on par with uh, with Gus Fring as far as being like a really good. Yeah. Just you don't know what he's capable of. You just he's just can kill anybody, and he'll he'll shoot anybody at a moment's notice, no problem. Little right. nice little lady there who let him come into her house. He's gonna shoot her, That's and the right. guy who shaved his beard off. And what the hell? Don't make that guy shave his beard off. Come on, that was a beautiful beard. Why would he? Why would he do that? Only one reason. So he looked like him. <laughs> exactly. So he looked like him. Right. Yes. There you which go. Which you don't want, which you uh, should see coming, by the way, if you're exactly. in that set of circumstances. <laughs> make sure make sure your mustache yeah. and soul patch match mine. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, put, yeah, put, put this wig on while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun watching the show. And I promise to, to catch up and be up to speed so we don't have to worry about spoiling anything next episode. Why? Well, I didn't want to get into the details because there's a bunch of stuff that I that I was going to talk about, but I think it happens in the second half. Okay. But I'm, well, let's but, save it for next week then. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll watch it and I'll I'll watch the new episode and then we'll come back next week and talk about it. And actually, the two episodes together work as a fine Better Call Saul film. Good. It really, it's cool. it's. Well, it's, I, I think uh, I'll do that. I'll watch the yeah. whole thing from the beginning. I'm going to fire up the MC Plus and see what the hell's wrong with it, and say. And also look and see if you're. I want to know if um, they combine the two like yes. they did on TV, or if they gave them to you separately. Yeah, I will do that as well. Okay. Excellent. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Soul Nerds, Media Nerds, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. I'm Dan Vadamonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the. Oh, I don't have one for Saul. No. <laughs> <laughs>
Don't let the get. Let's do. Well, let's brainstorm one quick. Uh, don't let I, the. Don't let the is, cocaine. No. Don't let. What does he? What does Saul have? Don't let the cell phone hit you in the ass. Uh, don't let the. Don't let the Cinna hit you on the bond. <laughs> don't yeah, let that like the, that. Okay. Don't let the Cinna hit you on the bond. All right. Okay, so we're gonna leave this in our brainstorming, or we're sure, yeah, 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 yeah. okay. We're leaving it in. So I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the Cinna hit you on the bond. <laughs>